telling you a little story about a, a beggar, a beggar who was sitting on the side of the road for many years. He will go out and sit so that he can ask from those who are passing by for some money, some help. And this one day, this one man was walking past, and as usual, he calls on him and says to him, Can you please spare me some change? And the man says, I do not have any money to give to you. And as always, this beggar was a bit offended. How can this man not have money? He looks like he has money. And he's saying, I don't have money to give to you. Anyway, just about when the man is about to walk away, he looks back and asks the beggar, what is that you are sitting on? And the beggar says, it is nothing, it's just a box. I've been sitting on for many, many years. It is nothing, it's just a box. He says, I've been sitting on it for many years. And the man asks him, what is inside? And he responded to reaffirm there's nothing in it. So he said, there's nothing in it. I know it. It is my own box. I've been sitting on it for many years. And the man asked him, have you ever looked inside? And this time, he was becoming angry. Why is this man asking me if I've ever looked inside? He says, just go ahead and open it anyway. Because in as much as he's been sitting on it all this time, he never bothered to look inside. Angrily so, he opened the box. And he could not believe what he saw. It was filled to the brim with gold. The very box he was sitting on every day living a beggarly life, asking, begging. He didn't know what was inside. Had he looked inside, his life would have been totally different. All these years, he lived as a beggar, not knowing what he was telling every day, what he had already in his position. And such is a story of some, of most of the people. Because even when they know 
that they are in Christ. They do not know what is in Christ. What is it they have? They ought to have discovered in Him. The world is full of people who are looking everything. They are looking for a job. They are looking for money. They are looking for business. They are looking for love, validation from others. They are looking for things everywhere except inside them. And as a result, they never find what they are looking for because they are looking in the wrong places. They are looking everywhere else except inside. They never bother to look inside within themselves and find, find out what they already possess. So this, no matter how hard you look, irrespective of where you look, for as long as you are looking for something that you already have, you will never find it. Because you are looking for something that you already have. In the meantime, the only thing that you need to do is to come to that realization, to that understanding, to remind yourself of what you truly have, what rightfully belongs to you, what already you ought to have. Through this, sometimes people are caught up looking for things that they already have and running after things that are already in their position. And that is why they find themselves struggling to find the very things that they are looking for. And it becomes a frustration. It is not that we don't have what we need or desire. Other times, we just haven't taken the time to look at what we do have. That is the honest truth. It is the honest fact that many times if people are being honest or being sincere with themselves, they will soon realize that it is not that they don't have what they are looking for or what they desire. They just haven't taken the time to look at what they have already. And that becomes a problem. So, start being grateful today. Look around yourself and begin to count all your blessings. Be content with the things that you have. Start being grateful 
Il les vit et non. Don't wait until God has blessed you with the house before you give thanks to God. Before you start being grateful. Don't wait for something that you do not as yet have in order for you to be grateful to God. Be grateful anyway. Be grateful to God. Give thanks to God. You need to always have the attitude of gratitude. Learn to be grateful even for the small things that God is doing in your life. It's not by your own self. It's not by your own wisdom that you're sitting here. It is nothing to do with how much you have been praying that you are sitting here. It is because of the grace of God. If you do not recognize that there is such thing as grace, you will miss it altogether. And you'll find yourself struggling in life. So the, the sooner you recognize that, the better. You just to take a moment to open up your eyes and your heart to the joys and blessings that already exist around you. So that you do not look for happiness anywhere else but within. Because through this, true happiness comes from within. You will never be happy in life if you are looking for happiness from other people, material things, or everywhere else except from within. Look inside. You will discover how much treasure already you possess. Because when you are happy, your spirit always be open to hear, to listen. You are attentive enough. An unhappy man is, is never a listener. Person who is not happy, they will struggle a little to listen to, to um, a counsel by the Holy Spirit. Let alone something that you know that you want to Maybe that, that, is, that is something that will help them in their situation. But because they're just so angry with anybody, with everybody, they reject any knowledge of things that are meant to happen just because they are unhappy. Now, who said I need grace? Why you? Who, who told you that I, I, I need to hear about this Christ? They're just unhappy. They, they don't really need to listen to anything. Oh, who told you I need, I need, I need help? But, but you need help. Don't be angry with me that I want to help you. When you know that you need help. And, and, and it just goes on like that. And they end up missing out on something that is very um, um, important. Perhaps that will have them to 
uh, turn their situation around. But instead, they are focusing on all the bad things that are happening around them. They are, they are so quick to see that there is so much that is going wrong around them. And that is just, that is the wrong mentality that a man has. It is not that bad things are always happening. I don't believe that. The truth is that we fail to see the good things that are happening right in front of us. And we want to recognize all the negative things. So you cannot now be saying now, um, you know, things are very bad. I don't know what is happening. You know, um, it's as if, you know, uh, 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 there's always a, a negativity around around you or, or there, there are negative things uh, that are always happening around I, 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 I won't want, you know, uh, it's not the right thinking. How about you pause and just look around and find, even if it's just that one good thing, that if you think it is only one, it's good enough. It is good enough to be grateful to God. It is good enough to be excited about God, to thank God. So let us not always be um, consumed by all the things that may seem to be going wrong around our side. You know, it's like those, those people who also pray, they pray, 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 and they pray, they say, and the next thing they tell you, you know, I saw, I saw the demons all around me. You were so praying, but the only thing you saw was all the demons. How about you so pray, and there's angels all over you. Those angels, ah, I've seen the glory of God in my in my room. I've seen God and nothing else. So we need to always be very, very um, careful and be very attentive as and and uh, get to the point where we learn to see things for what they are. Learn to see God even in small things. Be able to look within and not feel discouraged. When you look within your son, you want to be excited about what God is doing in your life. You don't want to be like that man who looks in a mirror and when he turns, he is somewhat forgotten what he saw. You want to be the doer of the word of God. You want to be able to see God for who he is in your life. Recognize God under every circumstances in your life. And that, I believe, is what will make a difference. Because many times, it is not that God is not doing anything even when there is such challenges or difficulties in our lives. The day that you will look inside and see the fullness of Christ, you will stop asking or begging anyone for anything. 
Let alone pray to God for him. Because he has already helped you. That is what the Bible says. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are his works. You are marvelously hard. He has already given you the grace that you need in order for you to live the life that he has called you into. Now I said this to say that the gospel is meant, is not just meant to be believed. It's not good enough. In, in other words, believing is not good enough. It is just, it is just the, the first step towards experiencing the promises God has for you. You, you didn't, you didn't give your mind to Christ so that you continue believing more. It is not more about believing than you possessing what you believe for. So, we should not only stop at just believing. Many people believe. Many people will tell you that I believe. I believe. Many times when you are asking people if they believe in God, they are very quick to say yes, I believe in God. But many times they struggle even to just demonstrate or be able to show the one thing that is the result of their believing. What, what is it that, that um, they were able to um, 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 bring about or to discover through this faith that they have. So, understand that the gospel is not just meant to be believed, but to be practiced, to be lived, to be experienced every day. You want to experience it every day. You want to live the word of God. You want to do everything that the word of God says and continue living as such. And that way, you always have such great testimonies. James chapter number 1, verse 23 to verse 25. The Bible says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like 
He says, anyone who listens to the word of God, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. And that is uh, something that uh, you you would want to um, you need to be very careful about you. You don't want to get used to it. But after you have listened to the word of God, you do not do what it says. It, it should um, um, uh, be something that you are used to. Use it in a manner that will help us transform anything that is, that is not consistent with what God is. I'll read you that paragraph from the Amplified Version. He says, and all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured, being transformed, being changed. He says, all of us, every one of us, as with unveiled face, continued to behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image, in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. All of us, how much has, how much of this transfiguration has taken place in your life? How has it changed how has it transformed your life? Because when you're talking about a transformation, it is not something that is just uh, spiritual. It's not something that is just happening inside. Outwardly, it's something that must be visible enough. The Word of God ought to transform your life from the inside out. It ought to change the states that you're in to help you become a better person, be better equipped and be better prepared for the life that God has called you into. And before you know, you're walking in His promises every day. Your life ought to, you ought to get to that level where you know that the more you look, the more you're changing, the more changes are taking place. The more God is doing something in your life, the more things are getting better, the more 
land is improving. The more you get it to know God, the more you, you hear God and fellowship with the, with the Holy Spirit, the more you continue being blessed in whatever it is that you do. You need to not only just stop at just believing for something in God, but be able to, to look in a manner that there will be such a transformation. Purposefully so. You need to, you need to, you need to just give yourself time to, to, to focus, to, to, to look in this, uh, you know, in the word of God and, and, and purposefully so, with that desire in your heart to see such a change in, in your situation. And that is what I believe will help you as a Christian. Before you know, you are living such a transcendent life in Christ Jesus. The life of the supernatural. That even the ordinary efforts that you, you make bring about such extraordinary results. It mustn't be a struggle to get things done. So you need to strive to live a life that is full of grace. and truth. You need to strive towards living such a life every day because that is what will make real the significance of a sacrificial death when you come to realize that there is so much grace that is available for you. This man will be a man of the fullness of grace in your life. That fullness of grace. Many people know that there is grace, but they have not really come to experience its fullness the way that they, they ought to experience it in their lives. So I'll read you from the book of John, chapter number 1, verses number 14 to 17. It says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It says, We have seen his glory. The glory as of the only as of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise God. This this is uh, something that I believe. Sometimes we do not get to really pay enough attention to. And as a result, we end up not really enjoying the benefits of this grace. It's, it's fullness in our lives today. 
If you read the first part, he says here, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Now, you need to hear what this is saying to you in your situation today. What does that what does it what does it mean to you? That is what will help you to really get to focus on this on this grace and be able to make use of it in your life today in a manner that will say that you've not received just harm. Of this grace or a portion of it you have received it in its fullness by the virtue of you being Christ this is what he has brought into your life the fullness of grace is what you need more than more than what, what, uh, what carried that grace. So in other words, people look uh, for, for, for uh, things. When they relate to, to Christ, they, they not see what, 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 what is in him, what, what he has brought. And, and that, is where, that is where the challenge is. In other words, you know, you, you're, not, you're not having to focus on uh, what, what was on the outside without even having look inside. And if you're going to relate to him and, and, and be seeing a, a man, a, 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 a Jesus Christ, and always be looking up to him to help you, you will then fail to recognize and, and make use of the grace that you already have. And it will not help you to access this untold world and the very things that you're looking for, that you need from God. If I bring a box like this beggar sitting on the road was sitting on a box, the only reason he didn't know what was in the box is because he was always just looking at the box and he never bothered to look inside. And it was only when he looked inside that he realized what he had. And that is what you need to do yourself. So, you can say the same in your life today. That if this is what the Bible is saying to us, that this is what he ought to have brought in your situation, rather make use of what is, what is given you. Not always be not always be, um, you know, thinking and relating to him, you know, in a manner that says that um, 
whenever you need um, um, something, you know, you need to um, first pray or beg or ask or cry or do whatever you, you think that you need to do before you access this truth, know what he said. So it is very important. If I was just to bring you a bucket full of water now, what is important to use the water inside? Not the bucket that is getting the water. You want to use the water, whether you drink or, or wash yourself with, whatever it is that you want to do with it. That is what you need the most. And that is what is going to help you to be able to can use for whatever purpose that it will send at the time when you need it. But just looking at the, that, that uh, container or what is carrying the water is not going to is not going to make any difference in your life. Rather look at what is inside and make use of what is inside, what is already given to you. That is what will help you. So understand how important that is so that you know that there's not just half measures even in your life. And use that opportunity to bring about the, the change you desire to see. Verse number 16 is this here. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace. A place of grace already given. It is out of his fullness. We have all received grace. So don't tell me that it is for some people. Don't say, don't, don't try to convince yourself that it is meant just for some people. Because that is not what he said. The Bible says that it is by grace that we have been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works. It is by grace that we all been saved. It is by grace. But then he says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace. Where already grace was given, you receive more grace. That is, that is, that is the beauty when you understand what it is. That you can not only just receive grace, but an abundance of the provision of grace. Abundance of grace. That is why, said in Romans 5, 17, that if by one man offense death reign by one, much more they that take. Grace is for you to take. Nobody will take it for you. No matter how hard I try to have grace for you, it is not going to make a difference. It is for you to take. It is much more they that receive abundance of grace shall reign by one Jesus Christ. So you can choose to receive just about enough grace to get to, 
go by and go to get a job and go to work every day and be complaining the rest of your life. Or choose to receive abundance and abundance of that provision of grace. That must work for you. That grace is meant to help you. It is true that grace is unlimited. Many people know that. But they don't know that they must collect it. That the more they collect, the more they are experiencing his fullness in their lives. That is why the Bible says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. That already you possess. Say, no, this, this, this believing is not just good enough. No wonder things are the way they are. But when we come to that understanding, to that level of maturity, having such a revelation, to be able to can see what this grace ought to have brought about in your life. Then he says, For the law was given through Moses. The law was given through a man. God spoke to a man. He says, Go write down these laws. He, he sent a man to, to, to bring the law. But it was not good enough because they keep breaking it every day, in as much as it was there. It was written. Then he says, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He didn't just to now talk to some other man to bring grace. He came himself. He, he came. He, the whole, this is why, if you read verse 14, it says, The word became flesh and brought to my heart. He said, This time I'm not going to just send a man to tell you the things that I need you to. He said, He came. He came. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That is the honest truth. That is what you need to focus on. That is what you need to understand. That oh, this there's more in Christ. There's more. There's more than just looking for you know a blessing here and a miracle there. There's more. This, this, this fullness of grace. You know, grace ought to part in part of life in a manner that is visible. That will that will turn your life around. That, that, will, that, will, that will change your, your thinking and your physical appearance. That you look at it and you, you now see. You see him for who he is. What do you see? Looking. Yes, many of us, many people are looking. The difference is what they see. But there are others who even look in the mirror, but they soon forget what they saw. And the minute they walk away, they forgot. And this is where you need to always be very mindful and, and, and keep reminding yourself what you have seen what you have discovered, what he has brought about in your situation today. How much convinced are you 
what is it that you can boldly say that you have discovered your son? Let me read in Colossians chapter number 2 from verse number 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, He says, continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthen in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Verse number 8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. It's your responsibility. But if you leave it to somebody else, you will be taken captive and live as a slave when you are supposed to be free. Bible says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. But if you do not know that he has made you free, it is very much possible he says, see to it, Josiah. Make it your personal responsibility. That no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world than on Christ. That's very true. Very important. So they are elemental spiritual forces of this world spiritual forces that people are are now um, 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 worshipping or they are being held captive or they someone being after all he said the devil himself is the god of this world they know that there are things that they are they are they are looking they are looking forward to or that they're doing that those are the very things that uh, are holding them captive. You know, many, many, and, and that is where sometimes we end up, uh, you know, making a mistake. And we spoke about people sometimes worshiping, you know, Bible says you can't worship uh, God and mammon. And, uh, you know, you either hate the one and like the other, you can't say both at the same time. Similarly, there are things that you may be doing that you find that somehow you now turn this into your God. But you're not aware that now you're, you're being held and captive by the very things that every day this is, the, this, 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 this is something that is, uh, it, 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 it is preoccupying your mind. You wake up in the morning, this is what is ringing in your hand. You, you go to sleep, even your dreams have now changed. And translated into just thinking about these things and uh, you know uh, money and riches and things like those, and we end up worshiping those things 
and unknowingly so, instead of us focusing on Christ and being able to discover the very promises that He has made concerning our lives as we look inside, look unto Jesus, keep your gaze on Him, focus on Him. That is what will help you even in your situation today. Then it says, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. In Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He says, is the head over every power and authority. In Christ, he says, you have been brought to fullness, perfect and complete. There is no two ways about it. You need to just see him for who he is. Let's say some few things that when you look at Christ, you must see from what we just said now. That will help you. <laughs> you know, when you ask people, what do they see when they are praying? Many people will tell you nothing. And it's not that they are lying. That they are praying, but they don't see nothing. That is, that is, uh, that is, that is so very sad. Then I'll tell you one thing now. You must refuse praying and not see anything. In praying, there must be a very vivid picture of what you're praying for. You must, you must see something. At the least, I mean, a man cannot just say that I, I, I saw nothing. He saw nothing. You can imagine somebody who, who, who is in the in a in a in a in a in a stadium full of people and they're asking them and they see if they saw anyone they say no I didn't see anyone yet there's so many people that are that are there there's no way that you you'll be messed inside the water and you come out dry you can't it's, it's not possible When you when you now when you now know you believe you know that you are in Christ. But what have you discovered in Christ? What have you found? What is it that you have discovered for yourself? Or what are you seeing that says that? You're in Christ. What says that you're in Christ? If you're so very convinced that you're in Christ, as many people are, what makes you think that you're in Christ? Because you're not just going to tell me that, no, I've made a prayer of salvation and uh, I know that I've, uh, I've uh, received Christ. Yes, it's true, you have to make a prayer of salvation. That is just, that is just the one step in the door, you know, just to get, to get in, it's just a step in the right direction. 
But the purpose of being in Christ is not for you to continue believing all your life. You need to discover.